0: well what is good hello everybody welcome back to the skidpad podcast i am both sorry and not sorry for uh taking so long to come back um i wanted to uh just come back on here because a lot of moves have been made uh if you want to First of all, just stay up to date on everything I'm talking about. You can go check me out on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff. At Adam Poverari. Uh Links will be somewhere in the the description. Or you can just type in ADAMPOLV and I should be one of the few that pops up because Pulverari is a terribly unique name. But anyways... There has been a lot of stuff that has gone down since the last time I was on, which I'm looking at my previous uh, episode releases, and uh, it's it's been a month. I apologize, Uh, but again, not apologize because uh, Veloster is gone. Shocker. And uh, picked up something new. It's WRX. So you probably uh, probably saw it coming. I've been talking about it for what feels like ages now. And uh, yeah, finally pulled the trigger on a 19 WRX. So super, super stoked about that. Uh, it is amazing. There is nothing. If anyone is sitting there contemplating, like, should I get it? Should I maybe not and look at get. 2015 to and up wrx and i will go into detail as to what some of the reasons are because there's a lot of fun that gets packaged into even the stock platform of the wrx which is rare to say but just bear with me for a moment also i'm going to stay hydrated because uh I don't want my voice to crack like 10 good gillion times like it usually does. And I was also at relatives that, uh, you know, we were practicing social distancing. I hope everyone's doing well with that, by the way. Um, but with the process of, uh, of selling the Veloster. So while I pulled it up on Instagram, I sold my Veloster to a nice gentleman uh, in Central Mass. And with that, it, it was quite the experience. It was very uh, strange to see it happen because I've been talking about it for what feels like well over a year. And uh, yeah, that was August 8th. So with it being the 29th, um it was wild. So sold it on the 8th, then on Wednesday, literally this past Wednesday, which was what? Can you tell I don't prepare for this shit at all? So on Wednesday the twenty sixth, basically turned it around and found something uh worth buying, worth pulling the trigger on. But it wasn't as simple and as easy as I'm making it out to be because it was quite the experience to getting it. Because I so I got a nineteen silver WRX spec as premium with a sports package and that just gives you, you know, better seats and all that other stuff. Um, Little add ons for it, but it's no special edition, which is what I've learned to avoid. So, with that though, there was a black base model up in Massachusetts, which was three ish hours away. Like it was, it was the most wild find. I don't know why I decided to go all the way there because every single one that was around that price range was either rebuilt title, salvaged, lemon. Caught fi- I don't know, like all these, for whatever reason, you either have super, super cheap because everything's broken or it was a, in an accident or super high premium because they're just untouched and the person is willing to hang on to them for the rest of time so they're not going to sell or like cut it at all. So this one that I found being in mass, I'm not going to say the price just because... Uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel a little uncomfortable saying what I paid for it, so I'm just gonna, you know, give everything into a ballpark range. But at which point I uh, I went all the way up to Mass to check out this base model that was blacked out, had 19,000 miles, uh, six speed. Everything I looked at and what I now own is a six speed, so uh, everything was kind of fitting the bill. And I get up there, and this thing had. Advertise little under eighteen thousand miles, so I get up there and all of a sudden this thing has just about nineteen thousand miles. So I was like, okay, well, automatically I'm I'm looking at like kind of good signs because then it's like, oh, you know, this is way above, quote unquote, way above what the advertised mileage is. So I want something there. I see a couple scuffs. I want some things off here, and so on, and so forth. And before I go any further, I did go to dealerships because for whatever reason, nobody was selling like personally selling WRXs of this year range. So my goal was to get an 18 plus just because I love the way the front bumper looks. The The redesign for it is flawless in my eyes. And uh, yeah, there was no reason for me to look at even a 15, 16 or dare I say a 17 and then pay the money to get a paint matched for uh for a new bumper. Because for those who don't know, the 18 will fit. You can basically get a 15 to 17, buy the bumper for an 18 to 20, and then put it on. Like it's a direct fit because nothing else is different with the car. So if you're interested in that, go for it. I found it to be a little bit too expensive. So with that, I was saying, oh, okay, sick. Thousand miles above you know, what you're advertising it, give me a better price, because I'm not going to pay X, and, you know, you have it at X, so let's work something out here. Mind you, I drove three hours for this fucking thing. They said, oh, okay, well, given that it's a thousand miles, we'll, we'll take a hundred dollars off. A hundred. I'm like, it was, if it was like 500 miles or something like that, maybe 400, I'd be like, oh, okay, a little apprehensive, I'd give you a hundred dollars off, but I was expecting at least, like, a couple of hundred, maybe, like, shit, I don't know, 300. Like, just no. It was just super hard set. Uh, The fact that it was a Nissan dealership, by the way, was, I thought, was also going to help me. But it just, it never did. Uh, Because apparently they don't want to sell anything. And, again, I'm going to go into detail later on. But, uh, so, they were kind of stingy on it. And I was like, all right, well, I'll reconsider. I'll I'll put it deposit down now because I'm actually like interested in it. And mind you, I've been searching for since the eighth till basically end of uh last week. So I was in a pickle. I needed to find another car because while I am very grateful that, you know, our work truck is still working, uh I I can't be driving around in it. We're trying to sell it. I don't want to put too many more miles on it, all that good stuff. So I was like, all right, fine. $500 deposit, refundable, thank God, all this other stuff. And without even blinking, I'm like, okay, you know what? Just do me a favor and send me the paperwork. Like just so I have it, like with a return mail, all of it. So we were working out a deal and there was literally one paper. And this is something I'm going to like just be super, super critical on now be extremely stingy on paperwork it's their job don't feel like you're being a dick don't feel like you're being an asshole just because you want like a singular piece of paper to work out in your favor because it literally saved me from a purchase so just keep that in mind so this one piece of paper was literally around the concept of returning the car so it was a seven day return policy or 30 day you know, failure to operate return policy. So in short, I was going to get the car uh, delivered. Someone was going to drive the car down to my address from Massachusetts, which I was a little apprehensive about to begin with, because that's just more mileage on the car. I thought they were going to put it on a flatbed, all this stuff, but they were like, no, if you want it to be free, one of our guys is going to drive it down. I was like, all right, it's a load of shit, but fine. So all this going on i'm like okay you know what i still can't get it registered because of covid and it's literally giving me like three weeks out to go in to register a car regardless like doesn't matter what the paperwork is doesn't matter what the appointment's for it is just to walk into dmv three weeks and i'm a resident here so the fact that they were out of state they were giving me all sorts of stink i'm like we can't do it because it's going to take us longer like months longer so We'll drive it down on a dealer plate, give it to you. No temporary plate, by the way. And just, it's on you. So I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay, fine. So all this going on, and I looked at the return policy, and I was like, okay, so how about this? Let's waive this until the 9th, right? September 9th. That is the date that I am... Even now, still scheduled to go and walk into the DMV to register my car. They said, okay, well, w- we can't really do anything about that because it's, it's more of a deliver the product policy, not so much when you, know, you can return it. And I'm like, okay, well, what the hell does that have to do? You're going to drop it off in my house, and then it's literally going to be in a garage because I can't legally drive this thing. So they're they were going back and forth and I'm like, guys, like you gotta meet me halfway here. I'm literally paying you top dollar for this stupid fuck like I f- I was starting to get annoyed at that point. It was like you didn't give me any sort of fucking deal. This thing's a base model. It's not even like pristine condition. There's dents and dings everywhere, like all sorts of things. There was a thousand miles on it when I got there, like above what you guys advertised, and I drove three hours for it. You gotta give me something. Like I'm gonna be a dick now. So they finally buckled and said, okay, fine. We're gonna re- redo the paperwork, that singular piece of paper. We're gonna email it to you. You're gonna sign it, then send everything in. Bank check, the whole thing. I'm like, all right, fine. Day goes by, nothing. Another day goes by, I'm starting to text and call some pla- like I'm saying, hey, where's this paper at? Trying to like sign it, do this, you know, within a thing, because, you know, I want to get the car, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, yeah, we're working on it. Third day goes by. Now I'm upset. Nothing's happening, by the way. Like, I'm sitting on majority of the paperwork, like, pretty much completed. Like, in theory, it's signed. So I was ready to buy the car. Didn't have anything from their end to me. So now my dad and I are kind of looking at each other like, well, what the hell? Like clearly they just don't want to sell this car now. That's just that's just what we're kind of thinking. So then something amazing happens. My dad suddenly looks onto all sorts of different platforms, all Shout them all out. Cars.com, car gurus, Facebook Marketplace, eBay, fucking Craigslist, all of it. We're starting to bump the price up slightly. And we're recognizing a lot of potential as far as cars. Uh so to our surprise, this was a Saturday, right? So this uh just wanna give you guys the actual timeline here. So saw the car. The 21st. (laughs) It's crazy just looking at it now. So we saw the car. So we see this. This is the 21st, right? So we're talking back and forth, and we see this one. Silver, 19, manual, bone stock, the whole thing. And uh, it's got a package on it. Different seats, heated, uh, brake. With different wheel package, all, sunroof delete, because it's a premium. But with this package, it removes the sunroof. A lot of people would be kind of like, why are you removing something that n- not the other car has? But that's totally okay with me, because I'm not a sunroof guy. So I'm bald. So I, I can't have anything threatening this head uh, if I can avoid it. So, <laughs> so we call him up. In Jersey. It's literally an hour and 40 minute drive. So I'm like, all right, well, that is a hell of a lot shorter than what we were doing for Mass. So call the guy up. I'm having a whole stink about it because I'm like, I just but I have the paperwork here. I'm literally waiting on one. And my dad literally looks at me, he's like, they're not going to they don't want to sell you the car, clearly. For whatever reason, they're just not going to give you like the best deal. They're just going to keep dragging you along until it's perfectly convenient for them. Meanwhile, you're still here without a car. Nor is it a car that you're actually like 100% about because it's missing a couple of things. They dinged on price. It's dinged up to begin with. All sorts of things. Like, you're not stoked about it. You're stoked about this one. And he was right. I was like, you know what? Fuck. Like, this is actually kind of like a nicer car. It's a better spec. It's lower miles. For not that much money more. Like literally $1,000 more. That was it. And we're talking like $3,000 options. 6,000 miles less. Half the distance. To where I am. For $1,000 more. Almost to the dot. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's call up the guys. See if they have it. We'll go down. Check it out. All the stuff. Go down. And I'm like... Now I'm sweating because this is same day I'm basically mentally abandoning this car that I've basically been like mentally attached to for the last handful of days. Like waiting for paperwork to get here, signing said paperwork, and like anticipating the paper to come back so that I could sign it and send it. Now I'm abandoning that to look at this thing, and I adored it. Everything from the interior to the – it's all just working well. It's all just – hitting the right buttons so i'm like you know what fuck i can't just dish out another deposit because i want to get my deposit back on this one to then forward through and all that stuff so sunday goes through everything's closed so i can't even like figure i can't even call people up and see like whatever else is out there or what's going on or blah blah so then i'm like you know what i'll take all day sunday to check out other cars. See if there's anything remotely close to this thing. Nothing. Nothing on Facebook, Craigslist, eBay, car, uh, anything. Literally, I spent the entire day looking at just one type of car, one spec of car. Nothing came up. Monday comes around. I call up. uh, (laughs) So I'm calling up the Nissan dealership up in Mass., with the black wrx base model i'm like you know what this isn't working i want to i want to or no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i fucked it up so that same day saturday when we go to check out the car on the 21st i mentally just pulled the trigger i shot him a text because they were still open uh and i said you know what i'm not gonna be able to do this i want to pull out i want my 500 back like, Oh my God, are you serious? Like what happened? What's wrong? What's causing you to do it? All of a sudden they're super into it. They're super like concerned with what's going on. I'm like, you know what? No, I can't. I, I kind of bullshit. I I fibbed it a little bit. I was like, no, you know what? I I just, I can't afford it. Like just the way the price is. I, I can't really afford what this is going on at COVID. I'm in between jobs. I want to make sure everything's good before I just pull this trigger kind of thing. Like, Oh, okay. We understand. All right, we'll figure it out on Monday. We'll get the paperwork on so we can refund you. I'm like, all right, fine. Mind you, so now, all that happening, now Monday. So, call the play, or I'm trying to get in touch with this one fucking sales rep, who just, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want anything bad coming his way, but there was this dude who fucking sucked at his job. I was like, yo, I want to get this process going. And mind you, it's 9 fucking 20, 30, 920. And I'm texting him. I'm like, all right, yo, so like when when are we getting this call going? Like I want to get my refund back, blah, blah, blah. He's like, nothing. Nothing till like 10 after 10. Call someone up. I'm like, hey, let me speak to a representative. I want somebody to talk to to get my fucking refund back. Get another sales uh, rep. And because he we didn't work together, I have to wait on this guy to call me back and get that going i'm like all right fine well you know i want to have this conversation so when he's free when he's not even if he's in between a client or even even if he's with a client and they're looking at a car i want him to give me a quick call to get this refund going like i like we agreed on this so it's going to happen shoots me a text literally five minutes after that saying with client uh finishing up with the client we'll call you within the hour this is like 10 15 11 10 rolls around and now, and now I'm calling my bank. Now I'm like, okay, well, fuck it. These guys aren't gonna do shit. So, or uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm calling my bank. This is bullshit. So they basically say, no, you have to wait on them because our process will be ten times longer and all this other stuff. I'm Like, alright, fine. So I basically call them. I'm like, listen, if you don't hit me up soon, like, I'm gonna call your sales manager. I need to talk to somebody to get you on the phone. Like, this is ridiculous. This is over. You know, two, three. It's almost noon now. And I just need $500 back. It's ridiculous. Finally calls me up. This is like 1145. Calls me up. Literally giving my card information. Says, okay, we'll send you a pick when it's done. And, and you should see it soon. Literally the call time was like 45 seconds to a minute. That's all. It's like you, I get if he's busy, like I, I get if he was busy, but there was just time after time after time where it felt like just nobody seemed to give a fuck at that dealership. And it was so frustrating. It was so ridiculous that I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm never going to go. First of all, I'm never going back to mass for a car that is outright. I'd rather walk because they're absolute garbage at what they do flat out mass holes galore like you guys suck shout out mass so then on that same day pulled the trigger on the silver one down in jersey like all right want to do it you still got it all the stuff great blah, blah, blah. here's my deposit here's what we're gonna do wednesday comes through now two two days later we go down we figure out a day to drive down uh to get so I can get dropped off and pick up the car, do the paperwork, all sorts of stuff like that. So they mind you, this is only a thousand dollars more for all this car, the packages and all that stuff. And and they gave me a temporary plate that's good until basically December because of COVID. And it took thirty minutes to transfer everything over. Thirty minutes unbelievable shout out to zoom uh what was it zoom auto group i got i'm getting nothing from these people but they were so fucking smooth clean quick honest all of it zoom auto group down in jersey go check them out those guys are the shit alan was my guy he helped me out big not gonna say anything about the nissan dealership because they were a bunch of fucking idiots and uh Yeah, this other dealership was... I I could not be happier. And they had a fucking gem in my eyes. So, that's that. That was my buying experience, right? So, the car itself... And I I realize we're creeping into the 23 minutes here. But I haven't talked to you guys in a month. I want to share some things. I want to share things. Share! So, the car. (laughs) So the car, it is surprisingly fast, not terribly quick. Let me explain. So this car, first of all, is bigger than a Veloster, obviously. Like if you were to just tell someone that, they'd be like, well, duh. But coming from someone who's owned the Veloster and now like regularly driving a a WRX, it's a little trippy oh goodness so first of all it's bigger a little heavier not as quick for whatever reason it's not tuned it's i don't have anything cob on it or any exhaust on it it's not stage anything it's literally a baby so first through third is a little doggish if i'm honest it's a little like you can't really predict the boost the rate the rev range is a little wonky it's a little like you can't pinpoint it as well as you could if you've basically tuned a car and tweaked it to know where certain things are and you can expect them because you've you've been with the car for a while and you've opened it up in a way. So, however, <laughs> midway through third and then going on, right? Going into fourth, fifth, sixth. When you hit boost in that thing, it is surprisingly fast and it builds speed casually like it is something to be said that so let me give you an example on the highway back it's about an hour and 45 minute drive or something like that what did i say hour 40 so unfortunately with it um hit a bit of traffic and i nearly got into an accident but i'll explain that in a sec so uh so in sixth gear going 60 65 right there's a bit of stretch of road where now i'm finally into sixth gear you know i'm casual or i'm i'm able to really kind of see what this thing is like because everyone's like oh it's got this amazing platform everyone does all these tuning things everyone works on these things now it's in your hands so what do you do you want to see where the base is at you want to see where everyone starts off at because that's now your first chapter doesn't matter what car, doesn't matter how many cars you've had before, if it's a platform that you've been wanting to have and it's starting off fresh, you you want to see where everyone else started at. It's just it's a thing. It's kind of like a new book, right? Everyone's reading it, everyone who has read it, it's a super popular title. Now you're like, shoot, this is like this is the anticipation that everyone else had with starting this journey, right, this story, and now it's my turn. Now I'm like, this is my interpretation of it. When I tell you, in, in boost, which is a little after 2,500 RPMs, is when it really starts to come on hard and strong, this thing walks into 90 miles an hour easily. And I mean six gear, step on it, wait two seconds. I promise you. Set 65, you're at maybe a little 25 ish RPMs, wait two seconds, that thing builds boost. You are slowly, you are gradually finding your way into 90. And you are not even asking a lot from this car, which is so, so weird. (laughs) For me because i went from a car where if in sixth gear going 80 everything shook and you there it took a while to get there and by god did you have to beg and pray for this thing to build boost beforehand in like fourth gear to get it to 65 70 and then you found your way into fifth and then you knocked it into six and that was like maybe we can save some money and gas this thing however it freight trains its way in sixth gear casually like you have passing power in the overdrive gear which is uh, regardless or without any i see i can't talk this thing just it's wild this thing is absolutely amazing i can't i can't say it enough if you're in the market if you really wanted to Try to understand if you should bite the bullet, sell your car, and get it. Yes. Yes. Doesn't matter what year. Auto, manual. STI, just get get it. They're popular for a reason. They're extremely modifiable for a reason. There's more accessories than I know what to do with. Almost everything's carbon fiber for whatever reason. It's kind of a good and bad, but it is wild. It is something else. I can't say it enough, and I'm going to be saying it for a number of times. So if you are not a fan of how I'm basically gushing over this machine, thank you for joining me. I'll see you sometime in the future. Hopefully, maybe not. I don't care. This thing's wild. Also peaks at 20 pounds of boost, which I thought was pr- pretty impressive for my uh, Veloster to do, but this thing pushes 20 pounds. So there's that. And it's much more car, so there's also that. And it grips like I've never felt before. And I've had my father, or I've driven my father's uh, Infinity G37 Coupe. Auto, I will say. Again, bone stock. But this thing rips tough. Like, it is. Like, I whip turns in third gear going like 45, 50, and this, it, it hunkers down hard. And I'm like, okay, cool. A little dangerous, a little scary at times, but cool. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't say enough good things, but I'll probably do a breakdown of it. Honestly, like once I have had it for maybe a week or two more, um, I'll come back and do a little like review of, um, of some things I want to maybe break down and go through maybe some first couple parts that I want to break through and get this thing going because I still have, uh raceland coilover suspension that i want to put on it but debating on how i want to set that up before i go to h2o um oh by the way i will be going to h2o uh just first and foremost so if you want to come through chill do any of that stuff you're if you happen to listen to this and you want to be on the podcast literally just text me or uh, text me jesus you don't have my number uh hit me up on instagram or whatever and dm me and let me know what you want to talk about i'll have you on we'll obviously have to follow up COVID protocol and all that stuff because I don't want you to fucking next to my face and doing all this stuff. But, um, yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be fun. I know, uh, a couple of guys are actually doing some mobile podcast, uh, stuff down there. So it's really cool to see that being, uh, being the new, new. So, eh, super exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. I'm, I'm so hyped. Um, with that said, I'm broke as hell. Uh, I will now be looking up <laughs> several part-time jobs because nobody's hiring. So now I got to find new ways to fucking make money. Um, and, uh, f- you know, fortunately, I'm in a position where I could also try and do stuff with this. If it makes me a dollar, I'll be fucking hype. So, uh, yeah, with that, uh, I think... Oh! <sighs> I'm an idiot. Almost got into an accent. So super super quick. Super quick. Nobody's probably listening, but hey, hold on one sec. So uh on my way back, uh we I took uh Route 15 in Connecticut. It's called also called the Merritt Parkway. This is probably the most fun road uh as a whole that I have ever driven. Um it is two lanes, super windy at times, and then the closer you get to New York, the windier it gets. So if I ever have an opportunity, yo, that would be fucking sick. If I ever have an opportunity to drive this thing into the city and then back, I'm one thigillion percent chance I'm going to take the merit back up into Connecticut because that is that stretch of road is the best. I don't care what anyone says, New England area, that is the best road. So with that said two lanes, started to hit some pretty decent traffic because there was a Tacoma that absolutely fucked, like, anally probed some other car. It was actually kind of terrifying to see, but um I wasn't aware of this. So, with the Mercedes in front of me, because again, I just bad luck with Mercedes. I got fucking totaled by a Mercedes three years ago. Now I'm doing all this shit with the goddamn thing. So, there was a terribly old mercedes some douchebag in a fucking suv it was probably it was a ml 350 or 450 or whatever it was the the three brake lights that you have right the two on the sides and one on the top legally two side ones were not working tight this dude's going fucking 70 miles an hour 75 miles an hour in a very large blobbish looking fucking mercedes and uh Base in my opinion, no brake lights because that third brake light wasn't shining for shit either. It was—it's not that it was flickering; it was a little dull. You couldn't really see it unless you were looking at the. Th- there was not a lot of signaling that he was braking, so there was a stretch where just it, uh, Unfortunately, with the Mara Parkway, it does ca- tend to creep over crevices. So it's it's very hilly. You know, there's it's it's not just a straight through kind of thing. You're up and down, elevation all that stuff so we're coming over this crest and everyone's cruising at 65 maybe 70 i was figuring out shit at 90 so that that was where i was at. I was like holy shit the sink it like so i'm in the left lane giving this mercedes quite a bit of space because again no fucking brake lights all of a sudden he starts he's he i see the singular brake light i'm like all right another time all of a sudden, he's starting to apply them a little harder. You see the rear start to hinge up a little bit. You know how it is? Like, everything starts to dive up front. And so, I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, wow, he's he's starting to slow down. So, I'm now into fourth gear. Like, I go straight from sixth to fifth. Now, I'm into fourth. And I'm applying the brakes. And I'm, I'm kind of tapping them to let the guy behind me know in, like, an Audi A7 or whatever it was. Because he was also kind of chilling up my ass. Uh, That, like, hey, there's there's some braking. Like, be ready. All of a sudden, he stops dead. Dead. And mind you, this was like, you know, when you brake and you think they're like slowing down but not stopping, and all of a sudden they come up way quicker than you're expecting. So thank Christ that no car was to the right of me because this dude just completely stopped short. I was getting flashbacks of the TC. Exactly. It was the exact same fucking scenario so sure enough nobody was to my right i panicked i looked over my shoulder didn't see any body of thing and i had a pretty decent uh memory as to nothing being around me there either because i don't know you just tend to keep an eye on the right hand or your sides to see what cars pass you and you make a mental notice to who's there who's where so look over my shoulder super last minute nothing was there looked in the mirror and then just immediately dove to the right and when i tell you dove I was chilling at, like, 35-ish miles an hour, and, like, just, I barely missed the fucking Mercedes. And then, sure enough, there was a line of cars, like, ahead of him, dead stopped, And when I say stop, like, they were inches away from one another. I don't know how nobody touched. Maybe someone gave them a little bump and then like they moved forward a little bit and that was the inch, but there was a a good, I'd say five to six cars because now my adrenaline's going. There were easily five or six cars where they were like nose to ass as far as just placement of vehicle behind and in front of one another. So I'm thinking I just avoided whatever the fuck that was. And now I can just sort of cruise. And, of course, there was a car behind me honking as well. It's like, dude, literally, go fuck yourself. Like, I just avoided this entire fucking thing. Don't come at me being like, oh, idiot, you use your... Si-. It's, dude, fucking get out of your car and fight me right now. Don't fucking tell me, oh, you didn't use your blinker. Eww. Fucking idiot. I hate those people. When you see someone panic and fucking flinch right or left, don't come at them with, like, jerk and slam your horn you're an idiot you're a dickhead you clearly have never been in that situation it's terrifying as shit it's your car it's an investment like don't just suddenly start jumping out people's throats because they made a fucking executive decision alright clearly I'm due for another fucking rant anyways so that was all that because that scared the piss out of me and again just throwing it out there Mercedes drivers that drive super plain jane boring stock mercedes like cars you guys are pieces of shit and i hate all you uh but those who drive modified mercedes y'all are the shit and you guys are wild banshee but sons of bitches like you guys and gals are insane because i've seen some of you guys mostly in russia those guys fucking throw down so yeah that's uh that's basically the update um what else what else what else yeah, I'll save, uh, you know, I'll do a follow-up with uh, more in-depth about the car and then what I want to do to it because we are now, uh, yeah, we're finding our way to 40 minutes. Um, so, with that said, thank you guys for joining me. I appreciate you. Let me know what you guys want to listen to, if you have any suggestions, if you have any questions about the car or what I want to do with it. Um Please let me know. Hit me up in the DMs at Adam Pulverari on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok because you will be seeing this car a lot on TikTok, I will say, and Instagram, mostly TikTok because that's that's my new addiction. But that being said, I appreciate you all so much. Please, please, please wash your hands. And uh, yeah, love you. Peace. Talk to you later. Deuces.